Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. I love trying all the local coffee shops in Winnipeg and Manitoba, although I haven't had a chance to visit as many as I'd like. But one in particular that I got to know is slowly becoming one of my favorite coffee shops to visit. I love visiting St. Boniface. I have a lot of uh, different shops that I like to visit. And now my new favorite coffee shop is Colossimo's on Provence. And I am so happy to have Jay, owner of Colossimo's with me today. Hey, Jay. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Tell me how you started your coffee empire. Coffee empire. <laughs> began actually when I was in Calgary for school. And I worked for a roaster out in Calgary. And I actually went to school to become a teacher. So while I was out in Calgary, going to university, I was doing working uh, a job, obviously like all university students. And I started working at a roaster. Mm-hmm. And I got involved in the, the cafes and the roasting process in the whole story of coffee and I got consumed by it. I fell in love with it. And when I returned to Winnipeg, and instead of returning and using my education into the classroom, I started coffee business here. And the coffee then turned from a few office coffee locations to trucks and guys out visiting customers applying as a supplier for different office settings and different mm-hmm. cafe restaurants in the city. And then just recently actually when COVID hit, we started to pivot and started having to create our own brick and mortar storefronts to feature our own coffees that we're having roasted now for us mm-hmm. and creating a store where people that are not in the office anymore that used to use our coffee right. are at home. And we wanted them to be able to try the coffee first. So we had to open up brick and mortar stores and have the conversation with the customers and just to have this side of the business, which is now growing as well to complement our office side. Oh, of course. And so you opened your first store at your brick and mortar store, so to speak, on Pacific Avenue, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Back in uh, April last year, we took over cafe used to be formerly Joe and Lily in the Exchange District, mm-hmm. in the East Exchange. And we started with a small uh, coffee bar there to okay. have our brand exposed and have the conversation with the customer. Yep. And yeah, that really took off and we've been really enjoying it. And we've been allowing us to also bring in the cool thing is we all of our current customers' foods and supplies in our cafe. So along with our coffee, instead of going out and sourcing the food, we just use our current customer base's foods in our cafe. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
From there, we yeah, we started that back in April. We didn't open our doors until June again because of COVID. It, mm-hmm. it slowed that process down, so it took us another couple of months before we can actually uh, open the doors. And mm-hmm. yeah, we've been open through COVID, but it's been an experience for sure. It's been the longest year and a half and the shortest. If that makes sense. It's okay. flown by. It's like it's so amazing that it feels like it's only been a year and a half too, right? I know it seems like forever. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, and then when did you open your your cafe on Provence? We opened our second store two and a half months ago, so we opened that one in May or beginning of May. And yeah, so our second storefront here on St. Boniface, right at the foot of the Provence Bridge. Uh, And this one's a little bit bigger of a coffee house with more seating and more space for retail, retailing our coffees and featuring our coffees, Mm -hmm. and just having more of a more of a dine-in experience as opposed to the coffee bar, which is located in the exchange district. Yeah. Okay. So it's nice to have a little of both, you know, those that just want that quick cup of coffee or those that want to sit and relax and, and really enjoy it. Yes, for sure. You know, having the ability to have more people inside and have the, you can hear the conversations of the people in the coffee house and the opportunity for people to meet with friends and have that experience as well has been super fun, super rewarding. But like you said, the coffee bar in the exchange district where it's a come and go and you see a lot of the your regulars and a lot of people that work in the area and make it their part of their daily routine. That's super fun too. We just really love the the interaction we have with our customers and the opportunity to talk coffee and the opportunity to talk just about their day is what I feel our co- our cafes really thrive on. And what makes us excel is the fact that we can have those kind of interactions and those kind of experiences with our customers. It's been Amazing, actually. It's been yeah. fun. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. Well, and it's funny because when you and I first met, because we connected with each other on Instagram, and when I wanted to come in and uh, talk to you at your at the Provence location, it was the World Cup uh, soccer, uh, the, the Olympic the soccer World Cup final. Yes, yes, that's right. We actually had to pause our meeting because it went to penalty shots and we had to watch. Yeah, we had to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so from being our first meeting together to at the end of it, you and I are cheering and high-fiving and jumping up and down together was yeah, <laughs> yeah was that was pretty special outfit. yes i agree yeah so i want to talk about your coffee for a second because of course sure. you know that's the, the big part of you know why you have your cafes you have your coffees roasted in calgary right now now do you do you decide on the type of roast or maybe the type of beans or perhaps uh, even naming the coffees is that all under your control yes so how we started is we used to purchase our coffees from have roasters coffee selections at with our in our coffee variety. And a few years ago we started our own brand and Cosmo Coffee was created by us sourcing our own beans green, creating our own roast profiles and how we wanted the coffees to taste and finding those relationships and attaining those kind of roast profiles has been our new passion. We found some amazing coffees. We're super proud of them. And uh, we still have them roasted for us out of Calgary, but being able to create those kind of roast profiles for us, exclusive to us, and being in relationships with the farmers, I believe, has allowed us to just further the whole interaction, the ability to interact with our customers and tell them a little bit more about the story of where the coffees come from, mm-hmm. um, what they're expecting in those coffees and the notes. And being able to control that has been a, a super fun experience too, as well as a big learning curve. Yeah, I can imagine. And what is the feedback from your customers on the type of coffees that you've been able to offer? Well. Our coffees are definitely uh, a nuttier-based coffee. We don't have very few selection of a highly acidic, fruity note coffees. 
which is what I prefer. And I find a lot of our customers are really big in that kind of coffee that we have, that the nutty base, low acidity, very clean coffees, what our main branding is. Yes, for sure. Okay. And I want to share an experience I had. So the first time that I went to your cafe before you and I met, I popped in because I was in the neighborhood and and that was the first time that I noticed. It's like, oh, hey, here's this new cafe. So I popped in and I saw Jay, the general manager of your coffee shop. So both, both locations, Jay and I used to work at Starbucks many, many years ago. We were baristas together. And so it was like, hey, what are you doing here? Just like home week or whatever. We were talking and he said, oh, can I get you a coffee? And I said, great. I said, what, you know, I always ask, you know, what do you have on tap? And he says, well, I have this, this Sumatra. And I'm like, oh, no, because I, I mentioned in a previous episode that to me, it went the Starbucks version, sorry, Starbucks, but the Starbucks version of Sumatra tasted like dirt to me. And I, okay. I just, it was my least favorite coffee. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I want you to try it. So he gave me a little little cup to try it. And I was amazed at how smooth and delicious it was. And it's your Cafe Dante. Yes. Yeah. So our Sumatran Cafe Dante. So yeah, my, I'm glad you had that experience with our Sumatran because that coffee, I am so proud of. I actually named that after my son. That's why I that we keep that. Yeah. So our Cafe Dante Sumatran Dark Roast is at both of our cafes on the bar every day. It's our mm-hmm. staple dark roast. Yeah. So glad you had a good experience with that. It's not tasting like dirt for you, but no. Yeah, no why we really dig in that dark roast for sure. And we use that uh, our dark roast in our cold brew as well. So oh. That's the coffee that we steep overnight for our cold brew coffees. Yeah. I haven't tried your cold brew right yet, but uh, I definitely will. Yeah. Now, what is your coffee that you use for your espresso drinks? So our espresso is our actual our first coffee that we've ever used in our cafes. It's our oldest coffee, and it's our Mia Angela espresso. Okay. And Yes, this espresso, it's super important for us because it was our first coffee that we've created and created this profile. And it's our, uh, it's for the post stores and it's named after my daughter. It means my angel in Italian and it's uh, our feature espresso and it pairs great with milk or as an Americano or as a straight up espresso. Yeah. Low mm-hmm. acidity, uh, high flavor. It's not a dark espresso at all, but it's not a fruity one as well. It's got milk chocolate and caramel notes. Okay. And it's a creamy finish. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, uh, it sounds delicious. Now, mentioning espresso and dark, so most people I, I imagine would think of espresso as, you know, like the darkest of dark, but yeah. that's not true, is it? No, a lot of, actually, a lot of coffee houses nowadays are seen to go to a medium to layer roast espresso in the coffee house. Finding an espresso that holds up really well with milks is, I think, key because a lot of drinks are going to be mixed and steamed with your, uh, mm-hmm. with your milk, right? Yeah. Uh, so this one, especially, uh, I feel it holds up extremely well. And we've had some really great reviews on it so far anyway. Okay. All right. Now, I have a, a question to ask you. Okay. What is your favorite coffee beverage? I enjoy Americanos I, I, or a Cortado. It's one of the two. If I'm wanting milk, I'm going to have a Cortado, okay. which is just a, a older latte, right? Less milk in it, right? Mm-hmm. So a Cortado, for sure, if I had a milky drink or an Americano, if I'm having a one of taking a coffee for the road to go in the car. Okay. But one of the fun things I like to do, especially when I travel, because first thing you do or anybody in the coffee game, you're going to look for a, a coffee house, right? Right. If you're visiting a different city or or a different end of town you're in, and you're going to stop in, you're going to check out the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And if it's different, you want a different experience, you're going to try the espresso first and foremost. That is what I would do. Okay. Um, so it's like so a test. Not a test, just to see. Yeah. Well, sure. It's test in a sense that <laughs> I want to try the espresso, right? Of course. Because mm-hmm. everybody does it differently. Everybody has different recipes. And if, when you go to a specialty coffee house, a lot of times they've perfected their recipe. 
for mm-hmm. the restaurant when they pull their shot. Okay. Um, and that's the fun part. You're like asking the barista and interacting with them. And that's what's nice about our coffee house is when you come in, talk to the barista, explain to them what you're kind of looking for, what your um, idea with how ideally how you like your coffees or how you like it to be brewed. And there's all sorts of different information you can get from them. And just yeah. having the conversation with your barista, that's what they're there for is to have that conversation. And hopefully they'll find something that you never thought of or help you create something that you, you know, what may be your new favorite drink. Okay. So yeah, always looking for different recipes on how they do their espresso. I just find super interesting. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting you mentioned that as well, because sometimes um, someone will come in and like, for instance, I've made, I've tried to make a, an espresso a certain way, but it, it didn't turn out the way that I was told to make it. For me, it's like, well, I followed everything you told me, but it still doesn't, it, it's still not the same. It doesn't taste the same as the way you make it. And so if I were to come to you and say, what am I doing wrong? What would you tell me? Or how would you help so me? So at first I would ask how you're brewing it at home. At home you're talking? Yes, So I first ask how you're brewing it at home. And you're going to have your espresso either in a home coffee maker or a home espresso machine, right? Mm-hmm. And then the kind of amount of water you're using or the kind of water, right? If right. you're using tap water, because water is, has huge implications on the final coffee as well, right? Okay. I didn't know that. And then if, yeah, for sure. So if you want some sort of... Uh, filtered water and mm-hmm. on tap water to take the chlorinate turn on the water your grind setting how you're going to adjust your grinds right right so if you're going to compare that espresso when you're pulling it and you're going to compare it to sand you want a finer sand so the water penetrates it less quickly as opposed to gravel where the water will go through extremely quickly right not the proper extraction right mm-hmm. so having said that espresso it's, it's very tricky it says it gets better and better the more you extract but then it hits a cliff where it falls off and it can go really bad very quickly <laughs> So yeah. it's really finding how it works for you and, and playing with it and just experimenting, I would say, right, when you're at home. Mm-hmm. Because the recipe we use here on our co- our espresso machines have been dialed in for our temperature mm-hmm. and our pressure. So it'll probably be a little bit different from your, at your house. Mm-hmm. But again, just interacting with your barista and then explaining how you're brewing it, your current brewing method or how you're using it and what you're trying to get out of it, right? Okay, yeah. It's just, again, just being open in conversation with your barista because that's what they're there for and that's what they love. That's what their passion is too. Yeah. They'd love to be able to talk to you about it for sure. Oh, that's 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 wonderful. Yeah. We'll talk to you about espresso, yeah. Oh for yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Jay Jay can talk uh, coffee, that's for sure. Yep, it's his passion yeah. for sure. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, comes to different different coffee shops around the area. So I know there's Cafe Postal, and I know that there's other cafes throughout the the city. Do you find that it's a sort of a community that you support each other, or do you feel that there's a little bit of competition because you're all you're all vying for that coffee dollar? Competition? No, I feel that the coffee community is super friendly, super welcoming. A lot of times when I go around for a lot of our coffee that all are online mm-hmm. from, our, um, from our website. So I'm around the city quite often with a lot of the other drivers. And 
when I am in different areas of town, I love stopping in other small local coffee shops because a lot of times you get to meet the owner when they're there and their staff and you get to interact with them and try their coffees. So I definitely like sharing other cafes on our Instagram and getting word out on them just mm-hmm. to promote because everybody's doing the best they can. Yeah. Working their tails off and they're doing some, everybody's doing everything the same in the sense that we're making espressos and cappuccinos, but everybody's doing everything, everything differently mm-hmm. in the way they kind of present to you in your experience when you walk in those coffee houses. That's true. And yeah. it's so fun to see what they're doing and you get ideas from them. They get ideas from you and you get to have that quick conversation with each other and seeing how, how their things are going with them. Mm-hmm. If they want to have that talk and just engaging and everybody's so welcome, they'll take the time. I really enjoy meeting the new owners of coffee shops because again, we're all in this together. We're all in the same game and we're all going to have the same challenges, especially now. Mm-hmm. We've only really been open during COVID. So yeah. how their experiences as they're trying to kind of navigate through this as well. I think we should have more of that interaction with each other because people, if they, if they are self-conscious about coming to somebody else's cafe, they really shouldn't because we love it when people pop in. Yeah. Like for instance, I just stopped at um, on Wall, on Wall oh, Street, um, Seven, at Seven Cafe. Yeah, and that Teddy. I know and he's amazing. <laughs> he is, and they are doing some really cool things there. Uh, they have some really neat treats, and the passion they put into every drink as well with their mm-hmm. recipe, their espresso. As soon as I asked them about that, and they started telling me how they're doing it. They're they're doing some amazing things too. Cafe Postel down the street. You mentioned them. Yep. Um, they've been around for quite some time. They've been around for a good ten years, and they are a top of the line coffee house in Winnipeg. Being on the same street as them, if we can ever get to that level of quality mm-hmm. and uh, consistency in our drinks that they can, they, that would be, it's a goal that we're trying to attain. But yeah, Cafe Postel is fantastic. Harrison's Coffee is a new coffee shop. Oh, yeah. And we're in the city. And uh, Al with his team, they're doing some amazing things, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's really just navigating COVID, trying to give the best experience they can and the best coffee they can. Yes. And doing so is making everybody step their game up. And Winnipeg is really blessed to have so many cool cafes and yes. amazing coffees available yep. that when COVID is over, you can go and experience it. I highly recommend just going into a local coffee house and giving it a shot and trying it. It's fun. Yeah. And you know what? And myself and others as coffee lovers, I mean, that's that's a win for us because we have so many different places to choose from. Yeah. You can try a different one every day. And and so when I did my 60 days of 60 coffees back in 2019, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 60 day thing that you did, I thought that was so cool. And you know what? You don't have to choose there's so many to try. And you can't go wrong. Really no. Step any of those coffee houses. No, absolutely. And and even back in 2019 when I finished, there were several that I didn't get to. And then I found that during the whole time of COVID, roasters were opening up, coffee shops are opening up, and it's like, this is crazy. Businesses are shutting down, restaurants are shutting down, and coffee, I mean, coffee is a commodity that, that everybody well, no, I shouldn't say not everybody because not everybody likes coffee, sure. but it's something that people connect with and get to be with each other over a cup of coffee and having that conversation. Yeah. People ask me all the time, why I decided to open now. And I thought, you know what, let's just, we'll wait till the global pandemic before we roll the dice and try something like that. But yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It was, we had to pivot for sure with a sense that we needed to get our coffees out and exposed to the public as much as possible so they can experience it and allows us to have conversations mm-hmm. and provide an experience and show people what we're all about. And the best way to do so yeah. is to have a brick and mortar storefront. And we understood that we knew it was risky. We know that there's obviously challenges and especially now when they're, you never know if they're going to lock us down or if there's going to be different um, restrictions in place coming, 
but the, the customers that we've had coming in and the uh, responses we've been getting mm-hmm. and the promise we've been getting, it, it's just been, it really has been extremely rewarding being able to see a lot of the people uh, coming in and return customers, especially. And then you get those relationships with them. Mm-hmm. You get to meet them and their families because they're bringing their friends by. It's been extremely rewarding. Yeah. No, I can, I can imagine. Uh, so tell me about your coffee club. You know, so if, if I wanted to uh, order coffee from you uh, on a subscription basis, so what, what's that all about? Yeah. So we bring products, well, what, that's what we do when we go out. We visit other offices or homes. We have a uh, free home delivery with our coffee club. So our coffee clubs are a subscription program on our website mm-hmm. at cosmocoffee.com where you can sign up for a three month or six month subscription. Mm-hmm. And we show up to your door so every month on the day that you'd order, the next day will be at your door. So you don't have to reorder. You order once. We show up once a month. You get a different bag delivered to your door every month, a two pound bag. And we try to ro- we rotate through our coffees. So you'll get a new bag every month. If you like a certain coffee, like say, for instance, you're enjoying the Cafe Dante so much from Dark Roast, mm-hmm. and that, that's the one you want, you can just let us know via email that you would you like this bag delivered every month and we can accommodate you that way. Okay. And even going further, if you don't have, if you like our coffees and you don't have a grinder at home uh, or the ability, or the uh, ability to grind the coffee at home, we can do that for you as well in our coffee houses prior to delivery. Well, Obviously, that's good. we recommend grinding prior, right before brewing, right for, for extreme, the best quality. But if people are going through it quickly and they like our the coffee ground. And the ability to grind it properly, we can adjust the, the grinder obviously very quickly for the course I said it required. Mm-hmm. For the brewing method you're going to be using at your home. Okay, well, it's good to know that. But now, speaking of grinders, so I bought a, a hand grinder and I got the, the I think I paid $49. It's that little Hario grinder. And I find it's really, it's a lot of work to, sure. to grind those coffee beans. So would you, is there a different grinder that you would recommend? So the hand grinders are fun. Obviously, the Hario little hand grinders are great for travel or for home. But again, it's it'll take a little bit more effort and a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on weekends, that's fun. It's it's a fun experience to get oh yeah you know, get engaged in the coffee and just get consumed by it and going through that process. But if you're looking for a quick grinder, all of my those kind of grinder equipments, the best place in this city to do so again, another business would be a uh, Delucas on McGilbert. They have a full showroom of different kind of hand grinders and automatic grinders, electric grinders. One of the grinders I would recommend if you were looking for one for home use mm-hmm. is a little, it's called the Baratza Encore. Okay. A Baratza Encore grinder is an electric grinder, but it's a burr grinder. So it's not cutting it like a blade you'd find in, in a, a larger box store that'll grind, right? This is meant for coffee. It's got a little canister that it grinds into so you can grind as much as you want or as little as you want. The top hopper where you put the beans into it holds around, I guess, a pound in the top. Okay. And by just turning the top of the hopper, uh, which is the hopper is like the bowl on the top that holds the beans. Mm-hmm. By just turning it with your hand, easily left or right, you can adjust coarser or finer your grind setting. So this little grinder for, I think it's around $190, $200 price point, which is quite oh. expensive. I get that. Okay. But it can grind espresso, uh, as fine as an espresso you'd want, or it can go as coarse as a French French press or a... Uh, cold brew kind okay. of more than setting. So this thing that this grinder does it all by a, a simple twist of the top of the hopper, which is it's extremely easy. You just mm-hmm. grind it as you go, and then you can check your grind. Because again, um, whether you're going to be using an espresso machine, a home espresso machine, or a mocha pot on the stove, mm-hmm. or whether you're doing aeropress or a little drip, or right up to a French press, 
you want to, every time you're going to do those kind of different brewing methods, you're going to have to adjust your, your grinder of to adjust the quality of the cup. And this can do all of that. So for the value in it, it, it is a little expensive, far more expensive than a hand grinder, but it's extremely easy to use and it takes a fraction of the time. Oh my goodness. Okay. Good to know that. So for anyone who's listening, who wants that top of the line grinder and, and not a lot of work because it's a lot of, it's a good thing I work out. So I have, I have some muscles yes. to turn that crank, but. But especially um, when you grind and you think you're done and you measure it and it's not enough and you got to go back and grind. You got to go back and do it. I know. Oh, if you need a second cup, oh no. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Yeah. I want to talk about you grind or roasting your own coffee. So mm-hmm. what are your plans for that? We are opening up another store on Henderson come next spring to summer. We have a space on Henderson where we're going to have a micro lot roaster in the cafe setting. So you'll be able to see the cat or see the roasting happen okay. in the coffee house. Amazing. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really neat experience. It's going to be very interactive where you can see the roasting. You can try the coffee right after being roasted in our store. We got a, uh, it's a smaller three kilo roaster, Diedrich roaster coming. It's cherry red, so it'll look beautiful in the coffee house. Mm-hmm. It'll smell nice, and it's going to be be visible, which is going to be a cool feature for a coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah, that will be cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wonderful. In terms of the third location, do you have a spot picked out right now, but I'm not ready to maybe share where that is? I do have a spot picked out, and I have it almost confirmed. We have a, a lease that we have to sign. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I have it, I'm sure you'll be first to know. But until I have a signed right. lease for that space, for sure. Yeah. No, that's amazing because I know that there's, well, there's certain areas of the city that really could use another Colosimo. So any ideas for expansion outside of that third location? Uh, we're always looking. Um, the idea of having more stores is exciting and daunting all at the same time. The amount of time it takes to develop the space and to open a cafe, it's extremely rewarding when you see people coming in and enjoying the space and saying that they love being in there and enjoying the coffee in the space. That's my passion and that's what i'm finding to be more and more exciting in my the, the chase right now but right now during these times it's just been it's just been kind of yeah very stressful yet rewarding yeah uh, but yeah, no we would like to have in the next uh, few years to have a few more stores in different areas like more than in the suburbs of the mm-hmm. of the city where people in different neighborhoods where people are especially yeah. since a lot of people aren't thinking of returning back to the office so if they want to do their work in a coffee house or that kind of setting that's kind of in our plans yeah yeah, no, it sounds wonderful. Now, I want to talk about your coffee night because when you and I first met and we were you and it's so funny because you mentioned your idea of having a coffee night and that's something that I want to do and yes. have this monthly get together. So, what are your thoughts on the coffee night? So, when Jane and I were talking over kind of like new year when it was kind of slow and things were really locking down, we we're talking about different coffee nights, getting people out, getting people engaged and meeting again once these restrictions are lifted where people can get together mm-hmm. talk coffee kind of like a paint night type of yeah. deal where people yeah. come out and you can go with your friends and you can have a, a night out the same sort of thing but with coffee and right. i would like that jason Hughes, i would like that too and the more people we talk to they think they were all super uh, excited about hearing that sort of thing they were all if you don't sign me up i'd love to try that yeah it would be a little bit of a coffee knowledge discussions doing a little bit of a cupping Mm-hmm. and sampling coffees yeah. and then even going as far as going behind bar and getting to try out that commercial espresso machine in the coffee house mm-hmm. like pulling a shot and doing some sort of small latte art or steaming of milk right yeah and just getting people in and engaging interacting and having fun with everything coffee 
Yeah, that would be so much fun. I thought that what would be really cool, because you talk about the tasting notes, right, is maybe doing a wine tasting, but with coffee. So coffee and then pairing it with a different fruit. So for instance, if there's a coffee that has more uh, citrus notes, then pairing it with some orange, perhaps, you know, so taking that sip of coffee and then and then eating that orange, that would really bring out that flavor. Very what do you cool. think about the, the, the whole pairing of the, the different foods that go with coffee? And doing it with a chocolate and I uh, know yeah. I love it. Or, yeah, or, or nuts or blueberries or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. You know, yeah, when I brought it up and you were in, on board and you thought that'd be a great idea. Yeah, I just, it just reinsures the fact that I think we should do something like that and get people out having coffee nights. And so when we can get it planned out and get it sorted, we're going to be posting it all over our social media yep. and get people signed up and bring friends out and having fun, a night of fun with coffee for sure. Yes, yes. And and definitely the first coffee night has to be at your location. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that, would, that would be a blast. A whole evening of coffee. I mean, who doesn't want that? <laughs> yes. I'm sure everybody would sleep real well after that too. So. Yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Jay, and, and uh, sharing more about you know, Colossimos and your business and your love and passion for coffee and community. So it's been such a learning experience for me to learn from you and to know more about where you're coming from when it comes to coffee. And Jenny, I'd like to thank you too for what you're doing in the coffee community, visiting all these different cafes and on your social media and tagging us all and sharing these stories. It means a lot more than you know, because when we see these kind of stories and people getting engaging and exciting and you sharing stories about us, it's just, a, it, it makes us feel great. And it shows that uh, what we're doing is actually does make a difference for people. So everything that you're doing for all of us, we, I just want to say we appreciate you too. Oh, so thank you so much. Time for, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today too. Oh, of course, my pleasure. And I know that we've been trying to get together to do this for a while, but I'm so good that we were able to do that. And and I appreciate your words. But for me, and it was my, my 60 days journey that I realized just how diverse the coffee culture was in Winnipeg and the community. And And if I hadn't done this, I would never have discovered all the wonder and all the coffee that there is to have in Winnipeg. And and I would never have discovered Colossimos. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. So until next time, enjoy your coffee. Visit Colossimos on Provence or Pacific. Get that coffee, Dante. Order a cortado. So if you don't know what that is, you'll have to ask the barista when you enter the coffee shop because they'll be happy to help you and happy to serve you and enjoy your coffee. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember, anyone can be a Cash Kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.